0: Welcome, citizens of Dark Gross City. You have arrived at episode 37 of Dark Gross Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E., and I'm joined by my Victor co-host... Young. Nice. Let's Time get it ahead of... Him. Just, wow. Lots of energy today. <laughs> 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 if you are new to this show, this is a podcast where two nitty guys with themselves a nice hot cup of coffee, and then we sit down to break down, analyze, and discuss, some of the new comic books come into the local comic shop... So the coffee we'll be brewing today is called Las Brisas. <laughs> is it is it Las? <laughs> is it Las Brisas?
1: Believe we'll we'll it's,
0: we'll it's, it's, it's hard to it's, it's hard to pronounce. Let's just go ahead and leave it at that. It's Las uh, Brisas now. It's, it's Las Brisas now. It is roasted by Propeller Coffee Company. Propeller. If we're pronouncing it wrong, please let us know. But like, if you email us, we still can't pronounce it. So like, I don't know. Send us like a sound bite or something. Sound bite. <laughs> the comics we'll be discussing today are Batman number fifty nine. Justice League number 12, Web of Venom Carnage born number 1 and Cold Spots number 4. If you like this show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on podcast services all around the world and alongside we hitting that subscribe button, let us know how we're doing by hitting up iTunes, leave us a review and a rating and make sure to tell all your friends about this podcast. So, before we get into our show,
1: how's your week been, Victor? So, in case <clears throat> Uh, listeners don't already know, we we record our podcast usually on a Saturday, and then we will release it uh, the following Tuesday. That's generally how it works. Yes. This past Friday, aka yesterday, was Black Friday. That's right. And I took full advantage of it. What'd you buy? I got some new power tools. Okay. I got so I got a new impact drill. I got a new hammer drill. Not that that means anything to you or our listeners. Is it the thing that's on the that you put on the ground? Is it like? D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. No. <laughs> is
0: that a what is that? Is that a jackhammer? Did I describe a jackhammer?
1: That yeah, that's a jackhammer, or it could just be a uh, a chipping gun. Oh okay. So a, this jack, one, a jackhammer is significantly bigger. Like so, what you got doesn't go like. It's it's a it. Jerry, it's a drill. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I, 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 it goes in my hand. I use it. I don't know. I don't know how else to better describe this to you, Jerry.
0: <laughs> the whole time I'm imagining this giant piece of machinery that you like card off your car, and then like you're like drilling a thing. Uh, no, I didn't think it was like a hand balance one. <laughs> okay. So I, okay, I see. I see.
1: I see. So you press the button. It's (laughs) all like. Okay. That's correct. What did you do this (laughs) fastly, Jerry?
0: (laughs) No, talk about your sales. (laughs) Talk about. No, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. That's it. it.
1: No, I think after. uh, I think after. (laughs) After after a little exchange, I think it's best that we move on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I uh, played a lot of Destiny. Destiny
1: 2. I also did a lot of that. Oh, it's, it's so fun. Not it's, quite as much as you. I know that you've been playing pretty much every night. Oh, yeah. But uh, Yeah, every night. But I've been... I think this is the first game in a little while that I've spent a, a significant t- amount of time on, other than Dokkan Battle, but don't want to talk about that now, do we? Yeah. Yeah,
0: Dokkan. <laughs> um, so Destiny 2. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's, it's just there's so much to do in that game and now that I've beaten the campaign there's just more to do yeah and there's so many things that open up and like the chase for the next legendary the chase but for the next exotic was, is just that's so
1: always good. the appeal of RNG type loot games yes like we were the same way with Division yep right Division we, had a very w-
0: similar idea to Destiny as well though. yeah just a
1: different setting we <laughs> yeah. were the same way with Fortnite
0: no, I actually I never got into Fortnite.
1: Oh, that's I played right.
0: it, and then I was just like, eh.
1: "We're we're talking, and, and ladies and gentlemen, so, we're, we're talking about Fortnite before Battle Royale. You're
0: talking about save the world, right?
1: We're talking, yeah, we're save talking story.
0: Yeah, save Fortnite. the world. <laughs> Fortnite save the world, and then yeah. there's Fortnite Battle Royale.
1: And uh, I didn't get to either. And yeah, th- those games, I think, as a collective, like us and our friends, I believe that those type of games are the most attractive.
0: Yeah. I think so. Well, those loot-based <laughs> games, especially, I think, where it really reached the height was uh, Borderlands.
1: Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I,
0: that was just crazy amount of good stuff. But um, but with Destiny, it's I think the gunplay is really fun. It's very smooth. Yeah, and there's just a lot of things you can do in that game, and like I don't know, it just the the controls feel really great. So I actually really enjoy the game. So
1: yeah, I think overall it's it's a good, especially because it's free yeah like you just like a game of that level all of a sudden it becoming free i think is oh yeah yeah i think is always uh a win-win situation yeah for, for sure. both sides
0: for sure so right now i'm just mulling picking up uh forsaken right the, uh the first major expansion so not like the dlc's but like the first major expansion
1: right 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 yeah um you are? Are you planning on getting Forsaken? I think so. It's on sale yeah, now. Right.
0: It's twenty five percent off for the for Black Friday. Right. Yeah. Which actually, if you're listening to this now, on a Tuesday, that sale I think is <laughs> just about done. It'll be like Tuesday morning when this thing goes when this episode goes up, and I think Tuesday nights when like the reset happens. Yeah. Because on I Blizzard, think... their their maintenance is like on a Tuesday when things change. Yeah. So that's when the sale's going on too. I th- so.
1: Yeah. Well, they I think they're keeping it uh, all the way up until. Uh, cyber monday yeah because yeah, yeah, i forgot yeah. that that was a thing
0: so it could be like the monday night reset and then that's right take it off the story right. but yeah it's like 25 percent off so i might just take i might just pick it up fair enough it's yeah because <laughs> I'm, I'm at the cap now right i'm even past the soft cap now right so if i'm gonna pick up anything now like any exotic if i'm chasing quests with exotics or whatever i would rather it drop with a higher level now if i have the expansions unlocked
1: for sure yeah absolutely so, so we'll. Uh, I'll expect to not see you again at some point, until next time we record. <laughs> yeah, see you in February. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, before this becomes a uh, destiny, the podcast. destiny
0: podcast, <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead, brew that coffee, come back, talk about some comics. Let's get this thing back on the rails. Let's do it. And we're at the comic segment. What we do in this segment is we take some of the hottest new books coming to the local comic shop and we break them down, we talk about them, we discuss about them amongst ourselves and we hope you find this conversation entertaining. But before we get into the comics, why don't we go ahead, Victor, and talk a little bit about this coffee. The coffee.
1: This week. Lay it on me, man. La Brisas. What? From Colombia. In the region of Rio Blanco. Tolimo, roasted by Propeller Coffee Company, here in Toronto, Ontario. Nice. In our own backyard. And we've had a couple of sips so far. Must say, very promising coffee. Very promising Very promising indeed. Actually, I had a few sips too. It's pretty good.
0: I enjoy them. That's why I said we. uh, I enjoy them. (laughs) Did you say we? I thought you said I. I'm pretty sure I said we. I'm so used to you just you know speaking for yourself and uh listen <laughs> we're in this together jerry yeah you're right you're right you're right we're in this together yeah we should always assume we all right so let's go ahead and talk about the first book of the week it's batman number 59 it's written by tom king art by <sighs> i always have trouble with his name michael michael hanin Mikael Yannon? Yeah, Yannin? you're close. Good enough. All right. Colors by Jordy Belair and letters by Clinton Cowles. What'd okay. you think of? What'd you think of this book? It's part two of the Penguin storyline. I, I thought it was
1: a pretty straightforward continuation of Fifty Eight. Okay. Right. Like it wasn't anything crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. we all knew it was Bane. We all knew that the Penguin was betraying Bane. Now, here's the thing: I'm kind of curious if if Penguin's gonna backstab Batman now. Okay. Maybe him doing this to Batman is all part of Bane's plan. Okay. Because, note, because remember, Bane, I mean, I think Bane did a pretty good job of concealing the fact that it was him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think... He faked it pretty well. He faked it pretty well. So I believe he had Penguin... Reveal to Batman that it was him. And then he would play innocent and become sort of this red herring in this whole case for Batman. Personal case. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I think this is a ploy from Bane in order to throw Batman off and I believe it's working. I think that, uh, I think Batman's gonna have a hard time with this one.
0: See, I I think so too. And I think Batman right now is sort of caught in this thing where if he chooses to believe either one, then he is contradicting a lot of what, like, a lot of the thoughts going on in his own head. Right. I think like if he if he believes that Bane like if he believes Bane and that he didn't do it then why would Penguin risk it? Right. Right? Right. Like why would Penguin set Batman's wrath on him? But if he <clears throat> believes in Penguin then he now needs he's now facing a Bane that is f- so far-reaching beyond what the system is like. This whole system that he created to try to put these criminals away is, is now working completely against them. Yeah. Right. So, I-, I think it's he. He's got He's gonna have a lot of conflicting <laughs> thoughts because it's just it's just not working out. Like none of these situations are gonna work it's, out. It's.
1: For him. I think it's also because Batman is approaching this. In a very not Batman way. Oh, he's approaching it very emotionally. You know what I mean? Like, especially after punching Gordon. Gordon, like it, like that's not right. And he know he knew immediately after he threw the punch that he screwed up. Yeah, yeah, for he sure. Knew immediately. So, and now because of that, he's he's lost that trust from Gotham PD essentially. Yeah. Right, so the further in Batman goes into this, the less and less help he's getting. And at some point, he's just going to be left all alone to deal with this huge threat, which is the Gotham Rogue Gallery. And I don't know how he's going to make out in this one. He, I, he I, In my opinion, he'll win. Of course he'll win. There's no Batman without Batman, right? Yeah. But uh I, I think he's gonna be a very changed man, which we were predicting. Yeah. After this uh this event.
0: Yeah. And and I think this whole <coughs> this whole specific part of the arc I think it's to it's to put Batman on a path where he will collide with the Gotham Police Department. Right? The G C P D and right. <clears throat> And now he's essentially losing more and more allies around him. And all of this stems from the very beginning of the run where all he wanted was an answer for Gotham. Yeah. Right? And and then the guy Gotham shows up, uh, Gotham girl shows up, and he's now on this path where Gotham can be saved. Right. the city of Gotham can be saved right? Right. and from there he he makes the decision because he still wanted to save Gotham Girl he makes the decision to go after Bane and take Psycho Pirate and basically say I need to take Psycho Pirate because I need to save this hope right? right this hope for Gotham City right? because right. that's where he's instilling it and I think ultimately we're seeing this entire thing unfold throughout the run, and it's batman Batman wanted the best for Gotham, and he had thought it came, and he went out of his way to make sure it happened, <clears throat> yeah. right, but it's like Gotham doesn't want him, hmm you know like he he's going out at it in like a very one sided way, but really ultimately. Gotham wants to rule and operate on its own. Right. Right. And Gotham is starting to distance itself from Batman. Right. All the role gallery, you know, his own role gallery, the Gotham police department, the people around him uh, in his thing, like, the Bat family and whatnot. Like in this run, not like not so much the Go- the Bat family is distancing himself, but now they're taking out Nightwing. Right. And they were close to taking out Alfred. Mm hmm. And it's, it's like they don't want Batman's solution. Yeah, you know, like Gotham is very much the villain here, mm-hmm. and right from the very get go, his whole hope for Gotham and trying to, not trying to so much save Gotham Girl, but save Gotham in general. That whole thing's crumbling on him. Yeah, right. And I think that's with every passing arc, with every. Rogue that you see he goes toe to toe with you you start to see his entire world crumble around him and it has nothing to me it has nothing to do with the wedding
1: yeah, yeah. because
0: the, the 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 wedding the wedding was devastating like or the lack of a wedding happening for him was devastating for Bruce for
1: sure I think right yeah I think for sure that that was a triggering point yeah in within the storyline. That sent uh, him
0: down this particular yeah, path. But, it's,
1: but, but you're right. It's been it's been adding on for a while. Yeah. For a long, long time now.
0: Yeah. So for me, it's not like it's it's now just Gotham taking revenge on Batman. Right. For all the for all the times that Batman think it's doing, you know, Yeah. he's doing right. Mm-hmm. Just Gotham doesn't want
1: to be saved. We'll have to well. Now that he's dwindling on allies, I I think I I think the next couple of issues is gonna be they're gonna be sad issues in my opinion. I think so. I think there's gonna be some personal revelations that'll occur that will really change Batman, and. Um, I think from that point on that's how they're going to propel the story forward. Yeah. Um, But man, at this moment I I do feel bad for him because he's just losing people left and right. Gordon of all people. He's going to lose Gordon (laughs) of all people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And that's that's the biggest gut punch because it was just just a few issues ago. Well, I guess like about two arcs ago where where Gordon was there when Nightwing got shot yeah right and Gordon really wanted to care like Gordon really cared
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: and Batman someone telling him it's like no move on move on right and like he's losing that ally mm-hmm. so yeah it's I I think you're right like it's going to be it, and it's not even I don't think it's even going to be like just sad issues. I think it's going to be like a sad introspective thing where he's gonna need to start coming to terms with a lot of that right Right, um, and I can't remember what issue it was before it was earlier in the run I think it was at the end of that whole three parter Bane thing where uh, Gotham Girl was like um, it was like it, it had hinted at the fact that at the end of it all Bruce dies yeah and I forgot which issue it was but like she had hinted in it and she was like with duke thomas or something like that and then yeah i can't quite recall when it was but it hinted at it at the time and we're, you know we're kind of thinking it's like oh does batman not come out of this one and it i think it ultimately works towards that yeah right and i think in some ways the cure to save gotham is to just have a lack of batman because ultimately, everything that happens, everything that bad, that's bad that happens in the city, everything that he implements for his world gallery and whatever, just to keep him there, all of that works against Gotham. Mm-hmm. Works against Gotham City, right? And really, ultimately, you just gotta take all of that out of the equation in order to leave Gotham for what it is. Right. Like, there's going to be crime. You can't prevent crime, mm-hmm. right? But then when you have someone like Batman, you're essentially raising the bar of what people can do in that city. So I do think there's something to be said. um, And I think that's one of those arguments that you can make a lot of times with a lot of superheroes and be like, what would the city be like if just without those superheroes? Yeah. Would the villains still even exist?
1: Right. Right? Uh, It's like a... uh, Does... Does the... Cause necessarily correlate with the with the outcome right Mm -hmm. like if if there's a particular outcome like is this really the cause yeah you know what I mean like which is I think is the the point that you're getting at is without Batman would there be a Bane Mm -hmm. or without Batman would there be a a Joker Joker, right so Joker
0: I don't think Joker exists without Batman
1: Right, right. Uh, so, but I, don't, I mean, I don't that's know. that's kind of a non-starter statement, though, at this point, because clearly Batman exists. Yes. So, if you just if you take away Batman, those villains still exist. So exist. exactly. So, yeah. I think thinking about the conversation in that context is kind of pointless because they're well, yeah, they're just gonna like run if amok, you, right? If you
0: take it from what it is now then you take away the savior then obviously things don't go but I mean
1: you have to think of it all the way back well what would happen if uh, Bruce never lost his parents what if they were never shot that's how far back you gotta go yeah and then let history rewrite itself from there and I think that's what um,
0: that's what Booster Gold did right in that one arc Mm -hmm. where Booster basically saved Bruce yeah right and it was the same idea with um that we saw in the flash tv show with flashpoint mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. or even with the comic flashpoint but i guess but that the tv show really had it at home that everything that happened was a cause because he went back in time to try to do something about it and even when he did there were still villains running
1: around right? this guy so. flashpoint so hard it went to the new 52 <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> he created Fifty-two new comics, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I'm> but, unbelievable. <laughs> but that at the time, I I think that was it was a good idea. I think it just wasn't really executed properly. But I think I think, it
1: I think New Fifty-two. There was some good stuff that as came as out. Anything? Well, I I think New Fifty-two really set the precedence for uh, DC's success in in the comic universe right I think if you were I think if you to if you were to look at success now within the comic book world DC is probably at the pinnacle of it at the moment
0: at the moment yeah in
1: terms of the yeah. books but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that New
0: 52 I think New 52 what it did like the success could be seen at different different levels like you can see the success in readership or you can mm-hmm. see the success in terms of feedback Right? right and I think new 52 at the time established something that allowed a lot of new readers to come in so right. it, it it generated interest it generated readership it generated new people coming from the movie side of things but at the same time like if you if you ask the people who have been in comics like reading comics making mm-hmm. comics or whatnot mm-hmm. they would say that a sudden shift like that was just odd because it killed any sort of momentum or continuity through
1: all that in the rear view but that's but, and, but that was the point of that New was the whole point though. exactly yeah. and
0: then and then now we were learning in um in like doomsday clock or even the button storyline and stuff like that like all of that stuff was because uh dr manhattan took away five years of every or took away years of people's lives yeah and basically started them fresh because they wanted to he wanted to see a world with you know with like with different emotions he's so powerful yeah he's so powerful (laughs) but like it's it's crazy that they're they're using it now as a way to like to to like I guess like write it back which is cool and that's what the whole rebirth has been about
1: right Yeah. so I think what was great about New 52 and just to keep it quick because I I know we got to move on to the next (laughs) but uh, what was great about the New 52 was it was a reboot that lasted over a decade Right? Like no, no 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 Was it a decade or was it five years? Five years.
0: Five five, sorry, years. five, five years. years. I I don't know where Half I, a decade.
1: I Half got a decade. decade from. But it lasted five years. It wasn't like a Marvel reboot where it's like every year, just reboot, yeah, reboot, reboot. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like as as dark as the storytelling was, it at least was consistent. Right? Like the reboot was five years. So at least it gave readers something to follow for five years. Yeah. As opposed to yeah. Marvel, if you reboot every year, it's just like what do I do now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you and, know what I mean?
0: And what Marvel is doing now is kind of weird too, with the whole legacy numbering thing. It's like just stick with the legacy numbering.
1: Yeah, it just right? it Doesn't need to be a, a new number one. Exactly. It doesn't you, because like, now you're just putting number one for the sake of putting number well, one.
0: Well, that that's been the case for years for Marvel, right? Just to <laughs> put out number ones to but, sell.
1: But right but that's the whole thing like you're you're trying to you're trying to capitalize on the fact that people like buying number ones mm-hmm. but that in itself is sort of an outdated marketing campaign because now people know that it's not necessarily number one issues that sell now mm-hmm. it's key issues that sell right so first appearances of characters um, key moments in, in a super superheroes more um storylines right like those are is where the money's at yeah you can't just slap on a number one and expect people to buy it yeah that's just not how it works right and i
0: and i think the whole number one thing has its own like stigma like we're just getting people on board and be like oh it's a brand new run blah blah blah. you can come on and yeah it's kind of odd so i don't know i well, i was like for a while i also bought like number ones and stuff yeah, but yeah. Not, not anymore. Like with last few years, no. Nah.
1: No. For me, if there's any number ones I'm going to buy, it's image. It's stuff. not going to be from DC or Marvel. Yeah. It's, it's image stuff. Yeah. It's going to be image or, or a smaller uh, publisher. Yeah. Because those number ones are worth something. Yeah. And on top of obviously being the beginning of a good story like Blackbird or Gideon Falls,
0: right? Yeah. It's a start of a new universe, right? So. Yeah.
1: Well, anyways, I digress. I digress. <laughs>
0: But I, no, I think this this does generate some good conversation and like Batman for me in particular, the Batman run in particular has always been, it's been one of those series where you're constantly looking back at the run itself and you're just, you're just seeing more and more layers being peeled and you're, you're seeing sort of like into the psyche of what Batman is facing. And right. Them. And I think that's, it's really interesting. It's mm-hmm. really
1: fun. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good journey so far.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and move on to book number two, which is Justice League number 12. It's written by James the fourth, with art by Fraser Irving, Bruno Redondo, colors by Fraser Irving and Sonny Go, and letters by Tom Napolitano. What do you, uh, what, what do you... Th- I I think in whatever questions you have,
1: whatever questions you have, because I know you've probably got a whole bunch of them. Yep, just throw them at me. Oh, oh. (laughs) just just throw them at me.
0: What okay? What do you think of the art direction in this book?
1: Where it just switched halfway? Yeah. Um, the second half was beautiful, with uh, Fraser Irving. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. The second half, but it threw me off. Oh, way off. Because I was just like. Did I miss a couple of pages, like, or did I like open the wrong book? Like, what happened here? <laughs> uh, but the but the art direction of this of the second half was really good. I really enjoyed that art it's, style.
0: It is. It's like kind of second half because it takes more. It takes place more with that part of the story, but yeah, it's when, like kind of bouncing back yeah. and forth. Yeah, with the whole graveyard of the dead thing, a graveyard of gods.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think yeah, at that point. When once they start going to the graveyard, uh, graveyard of God stuff, that's when the art direction changed. But um, I don't know. I, I for me, i I'm, I was always about keeping things consistent. Yeah. Like if you're choosing to draw or color in a particular way for an issue, keep it that way for the whole issue. Because for me, if you're going to change something halfway through the issue. It it takes away a lot of that immersion for me, mm-hmm. and then I'm no, and then at that point you have to go ahead and reimmerse yourself back in the story, but the issue is already halfway done, yeah. So now, so now I'm reimbursing myself what three quarters of the way through the issue, and then once once I'm back into it, it's I'm I'm already done the issue, mm-hmm. right? So, um, the art in the second half was beautiful. Not that the first half wasn't. I just didn't like that whole. Switcheroo on the second half,
0: and I think it's more apparent when you have characters that appear in both sides of it, right? Oh
1: yeah,
0: I think where it's successful is where you're if you're doing like a flashback, if you're doing two (coughs) separate stories where characters don't cross over and stuff like that. Um, a lot of times that could work because it just it sets the mood for each side. What throws me off is when you have the side where um, Flash, Superman, Mera they're like trying to take out um, the fish people and try to take out uh, Black Manta and then you go into them coming in contact with um, uh, at the end with uh, with Poseidon mm-hmm. and it's just like and now she has the answer she has like the the weapon and whatnot, and now it's drawn by a different artist and yeah. the characters now just look completely different
1: yeah, like, and I
0: think that's where a lot of that jarring change happens because you're just you're used used to seeing someone a certain way in one part of the issue, then you flip a page; and it's just different. Yeah. yeah, like I
1: think the the most jarring moment for me was the way they drew the Flash mm-hmm. in the second half. It just looked like what's that? What's that painting? You know what painting I'm talking about, right? I think it's. Uh, um. I think it's van gogh okay right uh hold on now it's bothering (laughs) me because i've i should know this i think it was van gogh um the yeah okay hold on it is van gogh i believe i believe the art style is the same i'm not an art guy people (laughs) <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm not an art guy. I'm trying to find this particular painting now. Uh, uh here it is. Uh, who's this by? I could be very wrong. Uh, it is not by Vincent Van Gogh. It is by Edward Munch. You <laughs> uh, we were close. But you know which one I'm talking yeah. about, right? The one where they're going like, where they have the hands <laughs> on the face. The, and the guy's just, he's just screaming. Um, That's that's what the Flash reminded me of. Okay. And then when they did that switch, I was just like, this, this is weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, if they had just kept that art style to just um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Poseidon. Uh, that would have worked out better. Yes. And then, and then, midway through the second half, if they wanted to go back to Superman, Mira, and the Flash, they could just switch back the art style, mm-hmm. and then it would make sense. Yeah. Because there, there are two things happening happening separately, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, to me, that just didn't work out well. But the artwork was beautiful. <laughs> that's and- that's the most that I can say. <laughs>
0: And the weird part is, I actually got confused on one point. I know we're sort of talking about the artwork a lot on this thing right now, but uh, you know, we'll get to the plot in a little bit. But there was the there was the part here where Drogue, right? It was Drogue, yeah. That was with Manta, yeah. He was in the other part of it, and then in the in the graveyard part, Poseidon looked a certain way, yeah. And then now these guys are in the same area now with uh, with Mera. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Drogue and I was like, is that Poseidon? And then I realized it was Drogue.
1: Right, because the way they drew it was very similar.
0: Yeah. And that threw me off because seeing these characters in this style, it was like, it, it just it wasn't established for me. Yeah. So then it, if it took me out of the immersion for a quick second, it was like, is, did they mean to draw so similarly to Poseidon like it was just basically Poseidon but without that crown yeah yeah. so it was odd mm. I don't know to just, one of, things. Things. Yeah. just so, one of those things
1: yeah just one of those things
0: <laughs> but I, I think you know before we before we get completely just wrapped up with uh, with just the artwork on the on the issue the issue itself I think was really well done I think because so too th- in terms of the story in the in the issue we we got a lot of resolution yeah and i think we're seeing that pattern quite a bit in justice league where there'll be a lot of action going on and all that stuff happening and then (laughs) it seems like every time uh james tinian comes on board to write an issue he he he's tasked with sitting there and be like all right james all that action happened, I need you to sit there and start explaining some things.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And
0: he's tasked with explaining a whole bunch of things that are happening. (laughs) And it's good because now, like, I feel like so much happened in this issue that answered everything that we had questioned in the previous issues. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We know exactly what... We now know exactly what Poseidon's plan was. Right? We now... Have our heroes with the answers to defeating those uh, those sea gods, and you know we had them coming into contact. We have them explaining why Arian is you know why Arian chose to act a certain way and why he Orion or Arian. I
1: say Arian. I'm going to say Orion. Orion. It just sounds cooler. But
0: Orion is a character.
1: I'm trying not to confuse everyone. There's Orion and there's Orion. There's Orion and there's Orion. Say them both. Orion and Orion. That's identical. Those are no, identical. It's those no, are, it's not. Listeners. You're being racist lis- right now. Whoa, oh,
0: oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> listeners, let us know. <laughs> Contact the Let us know. Do those who sound the same. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying Arion because I'm just trying to make things easier.
1: We have to pick one because Arion. We, we both can't. Arion. Orion, Arian. No, that's even worse.
0: <laughs> Arian. So Arian. <laughs> so now you threw me off. I so I'm so wrapped up on his I'm so consumed by his name. Um, we get the exact sort of uh, explanation of why Arian decided to to do what he did, mm-hmm. right? Because when they were first saying that uh, oh he's supposed to be the guy that is seeking for life that's seeking for life forces outside of where he is right, right. and he's making these calls to get um, to get different civilizations in contact mm-hmm. right so why would there be something called the tier of extinction right so that I think that was on our that was on my mind for a while I know we didn't talk about it a whole lot before because it was just so many other things happening yeah but tier of extinction that 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 goes in exact opposite of what Arian's trying to yeah, establish and, yeah. and the way they go about talking about Arian it's, 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 it's as if he's always seeking additional life like additional life forces outside of what he knows mm-hmm. so this issue tells us why right Poseidon what Poseidon did to, to sway him into creating the tier of extinction mm-hmm. right and I think what this issue is really showing is that even like not just the heroes are questioning the unknown or having sort of this distrust towards the unknown because the whole the whole idea about this run so far has been about the heroes not knowing what to do with the totality yeah. right not knowing what to do when Faced with the unknown, like Mm -hmm. do they accept it? Do they trust it? What if it's like a like an untrustworthy outside source? After they took out the source wall, right? Not only are humans uh, susceptible to it, even the gods are as well. Because Poseidon didn't know what to Mm -hmm. expect of the Mm calls, right? And he convinced them, uh, convinced Orion to um to create the tier of extinction. Yeah. Right. And sort of, I like ended up banishing those guys that ended up coming seeking for life because they wanted that power to help their civilization. Yeah. Right. So we, we get a nice little parallel here. It's that it's not just our heroes questioning it. And it's not just, you know, in everyday life as well. A lot of the problems that we face, you know, other people face as well. And it's not, we're not isolated in that situation. And it's happening to, pretty much anybody with any sort of conscience like that's something that will go through your mind Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Mm -hmm. so I mean in my opinion Poseidon's actions I don't know if I could say that they were justified but I can understand why he would do that okay you know what I mean like just like you were saying like it's sort of it goes through new things will go through your mind in in good and bad ways yeah right like say for example you start a new job right like sure there's plenty of opportunity for it to turn out really well or you could also think the opposite oh what if I bomb this what if I if I don't like this job at all I'm going to hate it whatever like th- those it's similar yeah right so there will
0: always be doubt
1: yeah so I believe that I, I mean I understand why he would think that way but I think that ultimately makes him the biggest villain in this issue of all yeah and it uh it sucks but it's the truth and now he's and then now he used up all of his his energy to send uh, aquaman and wonder woman back to earth and then he just goes and he disappears and dies and (laughs) now he doesn't have to deal with it (laughs) (laughs) it's like he's he's like the ultimate like (laughs) Like what an a hole!
0: He just like it's your problem now. Peace. Yeah,
1: I tried to say, I tried to be PG about it, but there's really no better way to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, it's understandable. Yeah, and it's and and really like this whole thing that's happening with Drowned Earth comes from somebody who's supposed to be a god. Yeah, <laughs> right. Who had yeah. no
1: confidence in his ability to protect the Earth. <laughs> yeah, and
0: it's it is crazy that. You know, it's it's sort of gotten to this point, and the answer is crazier, and like Poseidon's answer for what needs to be done is even crazier, and I think it's something that will be, I think that's something that has to be tackled in the in the the next week's uh, finale, right? Because he's basically saying, in order for you to win, Aquaman, you have to kill them, and I think in this issue he specifically says you have to kill them because yeah. they created the weapon with the tier of extinction mm-hmm. right and which is also crazy by the way <laughs> for the longest time the sea gods were winning yeah right the uh those guys were just completely overwhelming the heroes and then out of nowhere oh gosh no they have the answer We're to <laughs> they're gonna kill us yeah no. and all of a
1: sudden they're freaking out they're
0: freaking out like Completely they had so much confidence out. when
1: they first came up
0: yeah and then I don't know where you just is just like they have the power to kill us we cannot face them directly we must retreat I'm like really <laughs> yeah. it's
1: like, you, you, like you didn't think about this uh, you didn't think about this the whole time that you were trapped in the graveyard of gods <laughs>
0: and it's like black man is like finally making sense it's like retreat we have them cornered it's Like we can just take them out right now
1: yeah
0: (laughs) so it's it's yeah like that part was a little jarring but at the same time it's like okay whatever like you have to kind of like the heroes always sort of come out on top right but yeah it'll be interesting to see how they end up facing that decision at the end because we know that the heroes don't really kill Mm -hmm. so how do they go about you know because they're so I think really the the resolution is still trying to push out what Arion is trying to trying to establish from the very get go, yeah. which is to establish contact with outside civilization and to provide this sort of utopia of what he wanted the Sea World to be, right? Right. right. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see if Aquaman goes in that same direction where he's now sort of the torchbearer to to push that ideal forward, yeah, or. If he's still going to cower back and say, no, we're going to fight, you know, we have to fight the fear with fear and use the tier of extinction to take them out. Mm -hmm. Because I think if they kill them, it will be directly contradictory to what the Justice League has set out to do in the first place. And it would, and it will very much be in line with why they don't trust the totality. And there will be no progress in what they're trying to do.
1: I also believe that that's not the direction that they're going to go. So right. you
0: think they're going to try to save them?
1: I think that they're... I don't know about saving. I just to, think that... to the, peace terms. Yeah, or they might just send them somewhere else. Phantom Zone maybe. I don't know. But I just think that... Uh, here's the thing. If you kill them, you're... Yeah, you're you're it's it's like a one step forward, like 20 steps back sort of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's not what the Justice League does. Right? Like they've never had to like really really had to kill something exactly in order to win. Yeah. Right? And um I mean, you can say sure they killed Doomsday, but Doomsday comes back anyway. But <laughs> um but I believe that there's going to be a different outcome other than just killing off the other sea gods because it just can't be that simple and I just don't think it's something that the League would allow to happen because it's just not what the League does
0: and that's and it's crazy because I'm just reading that little passage now and it's Poseidon saying so Poseidon says quote take my trident Aquaman it was meant to turn the oceans of the universe into a cradle of life but it can't be that any longer use it as a weapon as Arianne did long ago, fuel its power with the tear of extension hidden in the old king's bones, make it rich with death. Yeah. With this place destroyed, you could erase them from existence, save my world, save my ocean, do it with a somber heart. Right. And it's it's crazy because he says those two things in the, in the same breath. Yeah. Make it rich with death, but do it with a somber heart. And I think... Poseidon is so far gone that it, it it'll be interesting to see if the heroes can come up with a way to overcome that and to find different solutions into into putting this thing behind them. They will,
1: they will, just like they did with um.
0: Because Mira is sitting there with the sword and just swinging. Yeah. So you you don't know like it, it you don't know if that's the road they're gonna go down.
1: Maybe if of- Aquaman
0: wants to go down that road, Mira would still just be like, "Nope," and just start <laughs> swinging it around.
1: I think they'll find another way, just like they did in uh, in uh, Dark Knight's Metal mm. Though they will find an alternative way to to uh, to win, and that's but and that's how and that's how it always will be, right? That that's who the Justice League is. Yeah, yeah. Right? They they will always find an unexpected way to to win the fight. Like I didn't expect tenth medal
0: through peace, love, and friendship sure oh and 10th metal right yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so lots of things revealed in this issue i really enjoyed it i thought uh james james signing did a really good job coming in you know he comes in every every now and then with issues like this uh with like the legion of doom issues as well and i I think he does a really good job sort of like catching up on all the action and sort of just being like, okay, now let's like let's sort of explain some of the things that are happening, yeah, right? Yeah, Which is yeah, really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any uh, final parting thoughts on the issue?
1: No, I do not. All right. I okay. just hope that uh, <laughs> they find another solution other than death, because yes. that would yes. really change things in yes. the end for readers. Yeah. So
0: it, it, and it's not even just about death. Like they're talking to not like not like kill them and stuff like it's like erase them from existence. That's like literally saying like taking your path and past and be like nope yeah and just be like that never happened yeah that's insane like I I don't think that's the direction they're gonna go and I think it will, it will really change their dynamic yeah yeah all right so why don't we go ahead let's go ahead and talk about the third book and I know you're really excited about this it's Web of Venom Carnage Born number one it's written by Donny Cates with art by Danilo S Beirut colors by Chris Peter. And letters by Clayton Cowles, so we finally have the explanation to how
1: Cletus Cassidy came back. It's um uh, it's an interesting, okay, okay, interesting way of bringing Carnage back because they've really they've really taken ownership of this of this lore. Right. Donnie Cates is really taking ownership of this lore, and and, 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 I, and I like it so far. So they they continue on uh, with Carnage uh, coming back to Earth post uh, Poison Invasion. Right? Yes. So so it turns out that he was being crystallized and protected in space by the symbiote, and he comes and he comes crashing back down to Earth somehow the symbiote saves him from burning up in the atmosphere which is insane <laughs> uh and then now they have these null worshippers that are trying to uh i guess bring null back by re, by re yeah. by putting the the all the codex all the codex of the separated symbiotes yeah, within within Cassidy the Cassidy. And they were, and I think the intention was they wanted to try and talk to Null. Yes. But then Cletus was like, nah, this is my show." <laughs> <laughs> and then he ends up taking uh, full control, right? And he enjoyed talking to Null for some reason as well. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know why. I don't think they really went into explanation about it. So now he wants to go and basically kill everybody that's ever had a symbiote on them. Yes. To try and collect all the bits and pieces in order to make connect uh make contact with the hive again. Yeah. Right? So this I can foresee this turning out to be a really crazy storyline. A really crazy storyline. And uh for me, I am really looking forward to another Venom versus Carnage storyline.
0: Yeah, and I think this time around it's going to be it's going to be really grand,
1: I think so because too.
0: Because there's just so much, there's just such a rich new mythology now that Donny has, has put together for this Venom run, and it's insane. Like there's just so many, there's so many now twists and turns where it's just like, I don't know how he's just linking all of these things together, you know? Yeah. And just i i think the way that they brought cletus back the way that they bring carnage back i think is really interesting as well using him as sort of this um as this vessel to bring back this connection to null yeah and then basically saying in order to do that you have to reunite all symbiote codexes right and now we're not even just talking about symbiotes because for a while in the run which we're, we're talking about symbiotes Right, being this sort of an extension of null. Yeah. But now we're just talking about leaving behind codecs and in, in regular people. Right. And that's why null is still separated. Uh-huh. And I think that's that's a really interesting way to look at it.
1: Yeah, and again, like we're you don't know what to expect of the storyline moving forward just because now. You can take anything that was ever symbiote-related in the past, and really twist it into something that's that's your own mm-hmm. within this universe. And I just don't—I I don't know what to expect from from the storyline. And I didn't think that's what's making me really enjoy it. It's, again, it's like Gideon Falls. I never know what to expect in Gideon Falls. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really, I'm really enjoying this take on Carnage so far. And uh, and I hope you're right in in the sense that uh, that this battle is going to be grand because I I would really very much like it to be.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think really at the end, uh, like we saw that board at the end with uh, with all the people that have been touched by the symbiote. Yeah, and there was some interesting there was some interesting people on there.
1: Yeah, like um, I I think it's basically everybody from Venomverse
0: okay yeah yeah yeah
1: Universe and of course whoever ever had a whoever had a symbiote in the past right yeah, so yeah I mean well let's let's go through this list real quick I'm gonna go ahead and hop to the end here and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go through as many people as we can the like people, the people that are important anyway right? yeah
0: like Hawkeye's on there yeah right Captain Marvel's on there the things on there Captain America's on there
1: right Deadpool there's uh Scorpion like they have all of the other uh Wolverine all the other symbiotes as well they have phage fear yeah Scream is on there
0: like this list and and I think what might end up happening is he's going to take out some of these guys obviously yeah and absorb the codex and learn more and more about Null yeah and I think the idea here is not it's not so much trying to bring null back it's it's forging a new null yeah through cletus cassidy yeah because i think cletus decided that he wants to be the one in charge and he wants to be the one to be in connection with null to learn more and to to get more of it right Uh so ultimately we're going to see you know null not sort of coming back to life but more of the idea of what Null is, yeah, live on through Cletus Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, which I think will be really cool.
1: Yeah, you're essentially getting a Venom versus Null part two, to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, to a certain extent.
1: Which is, uh I mean, hey, there's there's a lot of promise in this, in this issue here. I don't know if they'll continue with the web of Venom, but. Because this could just be a one-off, just to explain how. Oh no,
0: the one-off is to explain it. And yeah. I think moving forward, the run is going. Is going to, good be to a continue bow. the rest, exactly, but I mean, yeah.
1: I. This is good stuff here, man. Like, yeah. I feel like this could be a, a, like a standalone run on its own.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And. Yeah, it's just it's it's a crazy new little twist to the to the mythology, and now a lot of things that were happening in the arc we just had in Venom the two-parter now a lot of that stuff with the maker makes sense yeah right because now we know exactly what the maker was talking about and why these guys decided to steal the sample yeah that the maker had yeah right so i think in terms of like development and like pushing the plot forward i think this this issue really did a lot for that
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah man like it's uh i'm more excited to read uh issue nine now Mm -hmm. of uh, venom so
0: i think i'm yeah like I'm, i'm always excited to read more venom for me i actually like sort of came to the realization reading this issue is that i'm more excited about the return of the idea of null yeah than i am about the return of null as a character Right. Because you can see with what Cletus is trying to do with now seeing this board of people with the symbiotes and how he's going to try to obtain more codecs to speak, essentially speak with Null and connect with Null. Really, he's bringing back, by extension, the idea of Null. Yeah. And how he's going to execute what Null is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, in terms of inter- like for interpretation, It will be just more interesting to see how Cletus interprets Null. Yeah. And not so much Null coming back to reclaim.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. Uh, We'll even... I I believe that it's going to be some point where Cletus may even allow Null to speak through him Mm -hmm. at certain points as well. And that's going to be... I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic. Right? Because unlike eddie cletus has never had another voice in his head yeah the bond is perfect he is carnage yeah right um so it's going to be interesting to see how uh how cletus handles having a second voice well
0: because this is his really first this is the first
1: first time where that's really happened for him yeah Right? Whereas Eddie's, you know, he's had a whole bunch of voices in his head. He's had Rex in his head. He's had Venom in his head. He's had Flash
0: Thompson in his head. He has
1: Flash Thompson in his head. He's had a lot of people go through him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I mean, that's gonna be interesting to see. And um I don't will they I'm trying I'm just curious if they will if Venom issue nine will continue from where this issue left off. Because where issue eight left off was, Cletus was still in in that stasis chamber.
0: Yeah, I think I think it will. It would have to. Do, and I think maybe what they'll do is they'll spend a few recap pages of basically what happened in this issue, just recap pages of how he got back out. Right. But then they're gonna push right forward with a new story. Okay. Or maybe okay. they just completely brush on, brush that away and just be like, they just start the new arc yeah. with this already in place. Yeah. Right? so
1: so yeah I mean yeah those are good points I think that um, I think that this arc is in my opinion is actually going to be better than the first one
0: oh yeah yeah with the way this is turning out right yeah. now because there's just there's more there's more on the line I think right because now we've also gotten more <laughs> of Eddie Brock Venom yeah that we're more connected to that character now again so, with something like this, like there's just it feels like there's more on the line.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited for issue nine to come out. I need to know how this is all gonna go down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And it's, I I want to know who gets crossed off that list. I want to know who eventually goes. I'm
1: gonna take a wild guess. I'm gonna say the first person to go is going to be. Let's make a guess.
0: Let's make a guess. We each take a a stab at the board.
1: It's gonna be the host of one of, of one of these um. One of these uh, symbiotes, like it's gonna be the host of either Scream or Phage or, I think that's that's who's either that or it's gonna be Scorpion.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: Because on on this list, I believe. Scorpion is the one that spent is the next person that spent the most time with the Venom symbiote okay I believe right. uh, uh, no sorry no that would be that would be Peter Parker I lied that would be Spider-Man himself yeah but they're obviously not gonna kill Spider-Man right away or ever well not in this run anyway and then they also have um his clone Ben Parker down here uh, is it Ben? that's his, That's the clone's no, name yeah
0: Ben, ben Riley. Ben Riley, right? Yeah.
1: Um, I think it's gonna be Scorpion or one of these one of these off brand symbiotes. <laughs> the the off brand guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or it could be just that rabbit looking guy at the top. Yeah, it could
1: be him too. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever that Whoever is. Whoever that is, uh, <laughs> it could
0: be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that thing. I feel like that guy is going first.
1: Yeah. He kind of looks like um. Ooh, what's uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue here. Uh, uh, one of the orange lanterns. The what's his, what's his name? It's something really weird. uh uh larflees oh, larf-le- oh okay <laughs> he kind of looks like larflees <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um
0: i thought he kind of looked like just like a rape a rabid version of master splinter oh. <laughs> of the ninja turtles <laughs> he's just like he just loses his mind. He's like, what am I doing in this world? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks like him. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'll just take a shot in dark here and I think that guy's going first.
1: Okay. I'm going to say... Because he's so irrelevant. I'm going to say... Well, I mean, so are the off-brand symbiotes too. But at least there are symbiotes. Sure. Well, okay. I'm going to say off-brand symbiote. You'll say... Uh, Larflees, whatever. <laughs> Larflees slash Master Splinter. Yeah. Larflee Splinter. <laughs> That's my vote. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see who ends up getting it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see who ends up getting it. Or uh, maybe he just gets extremely unlucky and doesn't get any of them. Who knows? No, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, that would, that, would, that would be bad. <laughs> that would be bad. All right, so um, why don't we go ahead and wrap up the discussion on this book. Let's go ahead and uh, move on to book number four, which is Cold Spots number four. It's written by Colin Bunn, art by Mark Torres, and letters by Simon Boland. Things are getting exciting. Things
1: are getting heated. You know what I'm saying? Heated. I thought you were going to say chili. No. I thought you were
0: going to say a storm's a-brewin'.
1: Enough of the puns. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We finally, we are, not finally, we've been getting action for the past two issues, but this is, this is real action. This well, is re- last issue. Last issue sorry. Last yeah. issue was good, yeah. This is yeah. This, this is, is
0: what like, last issue picked it up.
1: This is real action. This is where everything has accumulated to. Yeah. Um I'm still not quite sure what's going on because I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. So I just a quick recap I suppose. Um the the daughter um uh, Grace, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Grace has been summoned to bring back an ancient skeleton there for some reason. So she brings back his ghost and things kind of get crazy. Uh, And the ghost is asking her to bring back his children, whatever that means. Yep. And uh, they just sort of left it there. And it's
0: it's crazy because like... They, they don't really explicitly trying to say who these guys are but i feel like the ghost or the skeleton guy is really just he he must have been like a master of that house yeah from yeah like yeah ancient times
1: and here's the thing even though they aren't explicit about what's going on in in the story right now like it's still really interesting and fun to read yeah because you just want dan to win you just you just want Dan to get his daughter back. At
0: this point, yeah, like you start to root for him a little bit. Yeah, I know at the beginning of the series we were talking about, like we were kind I don't, of bashing him care. a little bit. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't care if you succeed. But now I'm really invested in his story. Yeah, because he's the only one that really kind of acts sane. Where it's just like,
1: uh, yeah, no, none of this. Uh, you're coming back with me. Yeah, and he's yeah he's the only one that that really acts with any semblance of normalcy. Yes, you know what I mean. Like yeah. he's not weird about anything. Yeah, yeah. For the most much. part, like he's he's just trying to get his daughter back, and at, to me, that's enough for me to keep me going. Yeah, at this point in the story. At this point, yeah. Like like the like the ghosts, and and the cold spots, so to speak. They're they're kind of just extra at this point. You yeah. Know, like they're kind of like hurdles in a boss fight, and it's. Uh, that's the way that I'm reading it at this point and to me it's 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 interesting reading it that way you, you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah
0: and I think the cold aspect of it is to like sort of play up on these sort of like the supernatural elements of this type of story yeah. but it's still not v- like they they go by explaining that wherever sort of grace is the, yeah. the dead are attracted to her right and with them they carry the cold with them the cold of the underworld I'm guessing
1: yeah so so now we're sorry go on no no sorry sorry. what was that what I was gonna say was now because of the events that are happening um with the the big bad ghost now the ghosts are kind of running crazy in the town too Mm mhm right so there's also that added element to the story now and we're pretty I think this is the this is the second last issue right
0: Uh, yeah is it a five issue or a six I, issue I, I, think I think it's it was a five I think it's a five yeah I think it's a five parter
1: so so everything is going to be resolved by next issue so I'm thinking that things are going to get real crazy
0: well, it would have to be. It's it would be the last issue, right?
1: So, especially now that the ghosts are running crazy in town. So, Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot there's going to be a lot of stuff happening and uh and they're going <laughs> to be trying to resolve a lot of things at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just uh, hoping that that they can sort of take that on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I just don't want them to try and resolve all these things that they have on the plate. And then you sort of get like a like a half okay answer for everything,
0: yeah, yeah, i feel like ultimately they're just going to
1: escape, and then just that they just it. let it run amuck, yeah, 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 that's one way to deal with it, like like screw the town, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because
0: there's just truthfully, there's no reason to try to save it, yeah, at least not for Dan because that. He's been personified as a person who just, he wouldn't care. Yeah. He's just there to get his daughter back. Right. Right? So, I, I don't think he's going to do anything else further than just grab his daughter and go.
1: Yeah, like, I, like if that's the way it ends, I would be okay with that. Because, really, this town has no hold on Dan. and yeah. And us as readers, if we lose the town, there's no consequence for us as the reader because we don't really care about the town Mm -hmm. the one thing I the one thing I wish they did during this run was really provide more history about the town really build a connection with it because other than the fact that Grace is there I don't understand why this town was chosen right you know what I mean? Like, is it because well, I think the, it's the, chosen
0: because that's where the ghosts resided?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so I, she's connecting to him to draw him out. Exactly. If that's is that the only connection? Is that is that it? Like,
0: well, there's good. I think there's going to be they, something deeper about because they we were led wrong. to
1: believe at the beginning of the issue that this town has a history with ghosts. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. And. Um, I wish that they expanded on that point a little more, because now they're they're obviously rushing to finish the story mm-hmm. within the next issue, right? So, I just wish that if they just ex- like just pushed it, maybe it wasn't up to them, but I wish they pushed it another issue or two, make it a six or seven issue run, and I feel like we would get a more yeah richer experience with th- the environment. Yeah,
0: I think at this point in the story, having it be six issues would would be ideal had they start kicking it up the ramp like just you know just completely ramp it up by issue 2 i think they would have had enough space i think that issue 2 for us at the
1: time it was like was the most long drawn issue
0: yeah because it was just there was no reason to do to go that route in the second issue when you only have five issues to play with and yeah. i think that was something that we had brought up you know in one of the previous right, episodes right. where it was like this will be great as a trade but it just depends on now if they have enough time to get to where they need to be right and I think at the end of four issues here they've really ramped it up but I feel like the resolution needs at least another two to finish and I just don't think they'll have enough time by next issue yeah I mean they because they, they have to resolve why the ghosts mm-hmm. who is this alpha ghost alpha ghost who are his children? <laughs> Who are his children? What did they possibly do that they need to come back now? Because I, I think what what may have happened is, and why ghosts linger around in the town is because they have unfinished business. And most of the time, the with any sort of mythology involving ghosts, it's ghosts linger around because of unfinished business. So something must have gone wrong in that place. Yeah. That now these ghosts are biting at the chomps to get back. Right. And now this this girl, Grace, is able to actually connect with them and bring them back to the material plane. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe why she's there, but all of that needs to be answered. And then Dan needs to grab Grace and go in what is essentially like 20 30 pages. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy because I, I just don't, I don't think they have enough time. But th-
1: and that's what I'm saying, right? I'm just hoping that w- we can be provided a satisfactor- satisfactory answer for all those questions within the amount of time that they have left and my biggest fear is that they won't yeah right yeah imagine this was like a prelude to ghostbusters (laughs) (laughs) she just ends up grace ends up being a ghostbuster (laughs) like like this is just series one
0: (laughs) like i I, truthfully i wouldn't even be upset because like now i'm actually kind of invested in the story i want to know how this resolves
1: Yeah. Yeah. If there was a part 2 for sure I would read it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. At this point, yeah. Yeah. Um but I like I said, I just hope that they can resolve all these questions that cuz they cause they they've, this is a serious question to answer in the second last issue. Yeah. Who is the big bad guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's a pretty serious question to answer in, in in within the last issue and again, I just hope that we can be given what we're looking for mm-hmm. bottom line
0: yeah, yeah for sure <coughs> very exciting issue though nonetheless really enjoyed it um yeah it's just I, i'm actually invested now i'm invested i want to know what happens next yeah
1: it's it's tough to to add more to the conversation because now we're just sort of left on this cliffhanger yeah for you sure know what i mean then for sure
0: I think by next issue, we're going to have a lot more to talk by about. By next issue, we'll have tons of stuff to talk about, for sure.
1: It says that this particular issue, they just gave us a lot of questions, and that was it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I, I think... And it's one of those things where like, you're given so many questions that you can't necessarily just sit there and process it.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Because normally, if we're given a question within a comic, me and you will just sit here and talk about it. Yeah. But we re- we're given so many more questions this time around that you kind of just, at this point, just need to sit around and just wait for the answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like It's a lot to process at the same time. Yeah, for sure. As a reader, and I hope that they can, uh, again, process it for us um, within the final next issue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Do you want to cap that off with anything? Any uh, parting thoughts? Uh, thoughts? No. Every time I ask you this, I feel like you already gave your parting thoughts, so
1: and most of oh, the time i do yeah, most of the time but uh again i just hope that we get the answers that we want that's
0: one it. thing i do want to point out uh artwork fantastic on this issue oh
1: yeah the colors the colors were insane
0: insanely good and that that's always been a thing the color in this series i think have always been good it just never at the beginning where it was like all calm and stuff like it, it was eerie but it was like it was kind of like it didn't fit the attitude that <laughs> Dan had yeah and it was just like it's kind of weird yeah but now like it's just it it completely makes the world yeah yeah so very good job on the art I think it, it's definitely coming to its own
1: make number five good please that's all I ask <laughs> yeah exactly. that's all we ask
0: so uh, why don't we go ahead and end the comic segment or end the comic discussion but before we move on let's talk about that coffee we've been having throughout this entire segment
1: very smooth very balanced the flavor profile is very balanced very like it's actually such a smooth experience right now Um, in terms of the flavor any notes that you're picking up in particular because you seem to be the best one out of the both of us at this well I wanna to toot
0: my own horn. Well, all right. <laughs> but I seem to be getting the most. One out of threes. <laughs> <That's right
1: laughs> both of us. I thought you were gonna give me something here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, let's see. I, I there, there's a hint of there's a hint of a berry, but I want to say a light berry. So I'm gonna go with something like a raspberry. <laughs>
1: Light. I'm going more cranberry on this one. Cranberry? i going okay. more cranberry on this All right. one.
0: Alright. We'll go raspberry for me, cranberry for you. And I other? think there's I wanna say walnut. Walnut, eh? Yeah, I, I wanna say walnut because it's got it's got a nut taste, but it doesn't have that like heavy roast flavor. So I, I, I was going to go with a walnut for that. It's hard to explain. It's just when I drink it, it's just the picture of a walnut shows up in my head.
1: Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I am getting a, like an earthier tone. I'm just not quite sure what that is at this point. Let me take another sip.
0: All right, okay. So Victor's taking another sip right now. Just uh, running that through his mouth. Getting that flavor profile. Letting his... Mm-hmm letting the senses in his tongue take over. He's now looking up,
1: reaching Uh, back
0: into the arsenal of information within the back of his mind, and now he's going to give
1: his judgment. It's almost like a light cocoa. Okay. Like a real light cocoa. Like it's like a slight hint. Just like, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So not like that creamy chocolate. No, 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 no. Like it's
1: like, it feels like a cocoa bean. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Let's it's just you flat. Mean. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's all I got.
0: All right. So let's let's go with those. Yeah. I'm I'm going to say raspberry walnut. You think it's cranberry cocoa.
1: All right. Let's
0: let's, uh, let's, let's do, do the, reveal. the reveal here. Chestnut. Okay. Peach. Okay. And cherry. Huh. 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 <laughs> 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 I don't eat enough cherries to
1: know what cherries taste like. <laughs> but peach, okay, you know peach, I can get peach. Now, I can now get. that I, yeah, that they mentioned, I can. It's very distinct, actually.
0: <laughs> I just never related that to a peach. I guess
1: that's very distinct now that they've mentioned it. Really? Yeah.
0: I'm still barely getting. I'm barely getting it.
1: Yeah, where it's cherry though, however.
0: That's odd. Cherry's odd one. Yeah. Chestnut
1: I can agree with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I think chestnut it's like that's like the ballpark of where I think the flavor was. Um so I kind of like it reminded me of a walnut, but chestnut yeah. makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> chestnut makes sense.
1: So, uh didn't come out a winner on this one. But this is a great coffee nonetheless. Great. Coffee. And um, it is gonna be one that I'm gonna highly recommend that people try out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do, we do enjoy the coffees coming from uh, coming from Propeller a lot. So they always hit us with some really
1: consistent. Yeah, coffee. I don't think we've had a bad coffee from Propeller so far.
0: No, no, I don't think we have. They've all been smooth. They've all been very difficult to guess. I think, but they've also but the, all been they've very all been really smooth. Smooth. good. Yeah,
1: the roasting process is really good. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. So you know what? This coffee is a winner for me. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid eight and a half out of ten.
0: Okay, so that's yeah. a good score. That's yeah. a good
1: score. Yeah, smooth. The flavors balanced. It's not too acidic. It's really like you. You can drink this.
0: That's all a day. good.
1: Uh, that's a good like.
0: Yeah, this is it's a this is a good game, Call of Duty. It's a uh, you know more Call of Duty action, but you know, it doesn't really. <laughs> Doesn't really change anything. Doesn't really change the game in any way. But uh, it's a it's a good call. It's a solid shooter. Eight and a half.
1: <laughs> what are you, IGN? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's exactly where it is. <laughs> they always just give eight point five to call. Oh, to it's just games. everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so like all the games that are like kind of good, but like doesn't like change the genre in yeah, any way. Yeah, Eight point
1: five.
0: All right. So uh, why don't we go ahead and wrap up this segment and. uh Hop on that cosmic treadmill. Let's go see what the future holds for us. Let's see what's coming out next week. Let's go for it. Meow. Flash, Victor, we're here. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We're in the future, kind of, <laughs> through the power of previews world. What uh? What? What
1: are, what are we reviewing next week, Future Jerry? Well, let me let me tell you, future Victor. This is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so cheese.
0: Uh, we're in our cosmic treadmill segment. In this segment, what we do is we look at some of the books coming out for the following week so that we can give you plenty of time to, you know, read these ahead and uh, join our discussion when we talk about them on the podcast. So we're going to talk about four books next week. And the first book that is going to come up is heroes in crisis number three i'm very excited about this book i'm i'm so excited i love this a lot book. of questions because this this book is so this book makes you think and i just i just like anything tom it's king a it's writes. a it, it is really a
1: very think. thought-provoking title
0: yeah absolutely absolutely so heroes in crisis number three is written by tom king with art by clayman synopsis tragedies deepen as more secrets behind the superhero hospital called Sanctuary are revealed. What compelled Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman to create it in the first place? How was it built? And if the hospital truly is alive via AI, who, or what, (coughs) is the brain of Sanctuary? Another layer peeled back in the biggest mystery woven through the entire DC Universe.
1: Sounds pretty serious.
0: It's cool, because now I think we're gonna get... (coughs) the answer of what actually is Sanctuary AI yeah right and that, that was something that we've always kind of that the, the two of us like really question and be like why like what is Sanctuary AI and why is it behaving in, in this way like yeah. what what did it learn from the heroes that caused it to sort of go rogue
1: yeah yeah
0: and I think that'll be uh, that'll be really interesting to to find out and
1: it's good that it's, we're finding it out so soon It's gonna be It's going to be an insane reveal in my opinion
0: Yeah for sure for sure.
1: I'm excited I'm super excited
0: Now book number 2 is going to be Aquaman 42 Now this was a book that we were going to cover this week But we decided you know what There was a lot of things happening this week So uh, we're gonna move it on to the following week And cover it with Actually the next book I'm gonna talk about first But let's talk about uh, Aquaman Aquaman 42, written by Dan Abnett, with art by Lambadina Vicente (coughs) Sinfuentes. Synopsis A Drowned Earth Titan Story As Aquaman and Wonder Woman race home from the graveyard of gods to turn the tide against the Ocean Lords, Arthur learns a stunning secret about his past. Armed with the knowledge that the Justice League may be fighting the wrong enemy, Aquaman must confront the Ocean Lords and learn the truth before the cosmic flood resets all life on earth
1: pretty straightforward yeah
0: yeah pretty straightforward
1: This is another drowned earth tie-in <laughs> i think this uh i'm, a, I'm only I, I
0: can only assume that this is a story that's taking place right after that justice league story yeah that we just covered right yeah um which is good because we'll we'll get this story and then we'll also get sort of the finale to the whole thing
1: yeah yeah so, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a straightforward issue. It's going to be uh, one of those issues that um, is just going to try its best to fill in the gaps and then yeah. that, that's it. And it's
0: bridging. It's, you know, just sort of creating that bridge to the finale. I think. Right. Right. That's right. really what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that leads us to the finale of that story, which is also coming out next week. And it is Aquaman Justice League Drowned Earth number one. So, whereas previously there was that title Justice League Aquaman Drowned Earth, yeah. now it's Aquaman Justice
1: League Drowned Earth Number One.
0: Not sure why they named it that way. Very weird. I feel like they could have just went with Drowned Earth Number Two,
1: and it would be fine. And just be fine. Yeah, and just cap the story because
0: now people would just be confused. But, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not the editor. I'm not. <laughs> So <laughs> not perhaps not the best choice. Perhaps not. Perhaps not. Like if I saw if I saw those two issues sitting side by side in the shop, I wouldn't know which one to pick up first. Yeah. Yeah. Very odd that they went in this direction, but <laughs> either way, here it is, the finale to the story. Uh Drowned Earth finales written by Scott Snyder with art by Howard Porter. Aquaman faces the truth behind Atlantis's past and must find a way to reclaim the power of his birthright or watch the floodwaters drown everything he has ever loved. With the world at stake and the Justice League on their last sea legs in their battle against the Ocean Lords, Arthur makes the ultimate sacrifice to return
1: balance to land and sea. Ultimate sacrifice, eh? Ultimate. So does that mean he's going to die? I don't know. That sounds like the ultimate sacrifice to me. Either the ultimate
0: sacrifice, or he completely destroys Atlantis. Ooh, there's that too. Because maybe Atlantis is what's holding the secret. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's that would be sad. That would be sad.
1: That would be really sad.
0: That that's basically him embracing his humanity, though, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean. Right. <laughs> That'd be uh, crazy. Yeah. There's there's a couple of ways that you could interpret that. Yeah. Just as there's a couple of ways that obviously the outcome will be, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see, man. Uh- <laughs>
0: but I think that will be sort of like a first in right. terms of defining what, like where Aquaman's sort of home lies. Yeah. Right? I think that will be the fir- a first in trying to establish that. Yeah so that would be interesting if that's ultimately what it comes down to I'd be really I'd be surprised but I'd be pleasantly surprised because yeah. someone is taking a risk yeah with what they're trying to do for right? sure so, yeah yeah I thought I think that would be pretty cool <laughs> alright so the last book we're gonna talk about next week is Stranger Things number 3 okay yeah it's written by Jody Hauser with art by Stefano Martino synopsis he knows there are doors to the other side he just has to find them before the Demogorgon finds him. Will the wise. Oh, is it. No. Will. Will as in his name. Not Will as in. <laughs> will he do it? Yeah. Will the wise always does what is best for the party. But how long will that keep him alive in the upside down?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I. I'm I'm grasping on the chance because I think Jodie Hauser is is she's a great writer. Yeah. For me, so I'm I'm just sort of grasping at the chance that maybe they'll take a risk in this story. We know what's going to happen at the end. Like we talked about that in the other discussions that we had for this book, and we've also talked about that in our God of War discussion last week, right? We know yeah. with this type of these types of stories, we know what's going to happen at the end. Yeah. But there are different ways you can color in the pages in between and it will be interesting for me to see if she'll take a risk with what is going to happen here yeah what if he already succumbs to the Demogorgon once and he has to fight his way back and then that's how we connect back into the main TV series and that's why he ends up in that little house all defeated and broken yeah back in his like little hut right yeah. Because if it's just more of him running around and escaping the Demogorgon, I don't know how many more issues of that I can take.
1: Yeah, if if I have a feeling that's what it's going to be. <laughs> that's why I'm not so stoked about it cuz that's I just feel like that's what it's going to be. Yeah? Yeah, well, what do you th- what do you think he was doing well, up until he got extracted in the TV show? He well, was running around.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like I want to know how he ends up into that little house all defeated. Into his like yeah. safe, you know that uh, that little play playhouse thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I just don't feel like this is a this is gonna you, be a banger issue.
0: You don't feel like that's the direction they'll go? No, I'm just I'm holding out chance that they'll take a risk with it
1: because you know I, I I want it to turn out different. Yeah, I just don't have. And I think that's why would. we keep putting the book
0: on our pull list yeah. for the show because we just there's so much potential for what that universe can hold yeah it'll be it'll be nice to see someone just sort of take a risk with it
1: yeah yeah for sure uh we'll we'll see what happens yeah yeah we'll see so
0: that's basically the four books we're going to be talking about next week and i think that pretty much concludes our cosmic treadmill segment and i think that pretty much concludes our show as well so we thank you for tuning in We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the show. Remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, please hit that subscribe uh, subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. Just like getting really (laughs) tongue-tied right now. I don't know why. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And remember to rate and leave us a review on iTunes if you got some time. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about what we've talked about, or if you have a book you want us to discuss on the show, Email us. Let us know at contact at darkrosecomics.com. We're always open to suggestions about new series to put onto the show. Maybe it's something that... Maybe it's like a gem that we never even heard of. Mm -hmm. You know? What a surprise that would be,
1: right? It would be a very big surprise. Yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics. You can reach myself at twitter.com slash otterlygeeky. Otter as in the animal. And twitter.com slash young for my co-host, Victor. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com dot Dark slash darkrosecomics, let us know what you're polling on a weekly basis. Take a picture of your polls after you come back from your LCS and uh, tag us on Instagram. Let us know. Let us see it. Want to see uh, what all our listeners are li- you know
1: are reading out there? What all the listeners are listening to? <laughs> I, I was hopefully, about to I was Hopefully about they're to listening say. to us. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, but you know we want to know what you're reading. That would be cool. Or what you're listening to? You know what? If you got like some music that you're listening to, just let us know yeah Here's saved <laughs> all yeah right. we also have a facebook page at facebook.com slash dark comics and if you want to be a part of the community you can join our facebook group at dark Rose comics group and as always take, take care. care all right <laughs> <laughs>